0: Did anyone understand any of that passage? Mm-mm. Mm. That was my response as well. Um, so what I want to do, um, we're going to actually start with some questions to kind of get us thinking about creation, because this, ev- this evening we're thinking about like harvest and what that looks like to care for God's creation. So if you're not in a group or you feel like you want to join another group, join in. We're going to have some discussion times throughout my talky bit. Um, which is what we do at youth. So get comfortable with chatting to your neighbor because you're going to be doing that during the service. So the first questions are, if we can get them up on the screen. The presentation didn't work this morning either. So, okay, great. So we're just gonna be sharing for like a few minutes as a kind of warming you up to conversation. What are your fun facts about creation? I will be sharing some later. or your favorite part of creation, or what makes you feel close to creation and to God through creation, have a little chit chat. We won't be sharing them back, so don't worry. Just in your groups, have a conversation, um, and then I'll kick off with the next part. You have like five minutes. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna ask you all to close your conversations um, you can continue them and share more facts later on um, at Coffee at the Back. We'd love to hear some of them. I'd love to hear some of your facts. Um, but I'm going to actually take us through the passage in the message translation because when we did it as a youth group to try and understand the passage better, we found it easier. Um, and it's actually a really beautiful passage. So if I could have the first slide up, that would be amazing. At the back. Great. No. Nope. No. This is the NIV one, great. Okay, so the first line of the message translation is, we look at this son, Jesus, and we see the God who cannot be seen. So when we try to understand who God is, sometimes it can be really confusing because he's so big and he seems like this big dude on a cloud, some people have that image, right? But that's not actually who God is, like God is, Jesus, which is kind of cool. And we get to read about him in the Bible and understand what he's like and his character and his actions and the way that he interacts with humanity and the world. And because we can actually see Jesus or people saw Jesus and we get to read about him, we can then also see a God who can't be seen and we can't touch him. But during Jesus' lifetime, people actually got to interact and touch and hear straight from the mouth of God, which is awesome. So, Line one, I could go on about forever, but we've got quite a lot to go through. So the second line is um, we look at this sun and see God's original purpose in everything created. And the reason why we get to see the purpose of creation is because Jesus is the creator. Like Jesus at the beginning of time was with God, was one of God, and he was the one who created everything. So not only do we get to see what God's like as a character, as a person, we get to see the creator of the universe. Line two is equally as awesome. So all of these photographs that are being used as like the backgrounds are photographs that I've taken on my travels. Um, And I wanted to show them as an example of like the beauty of creation. Some of these are really far around the world and some of them are really close to home. So you don't have to go far to see the beauty of God's creation. Um, Okay, next slide please. This was in Bali, it was really cool. So for everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank of angels, literally everything was created by God. Um, And what I think is so cool in this is it's not just earth and creation that we get to think about, but actually the entire universe, the entire universe was just breathed out by God kind of wild right and not just that the angels that worship him in heaven were also created by god like it's just it's mind-blowing like looking at the galaxies and the stars um mind-blowing um okay next slide please everything (laughs) everything in him got started in him and finds its purpose in him and this is the verse that really struck me when I was reading this passage because not only did Jesus create everything and start it all off but in it we also find purpose we have meaning we have value life has meaning and value and there is purpose to it we're not just here by coincidence we're here on plan on purpose by God's creation okay next one Is there not a next one? There is one. Okay, great. He was supreme in the beginning and leading the resurrection parade, he is supreme in the end. And this is what I find most mind-boggling about creation and Jesus within creation is that he was the one who started it and helped create it, but he is also the one who says, the sin and the brokenness in the world is not what I want. This is not good enough. So (laughs) through the resurrection, through my death, I am going to stop that. I'm going to bring it back to where I want it to be, bring it back to completion, bring it back to wholeness. So he's supreme in the end. At the new creation, he is going to be the one there creating it. He's going to be the one that's bringing us all back together because of the mess of sin in the world. Okay, next slide. So from the beginning to the end, he is there, towering far above everything and anyone. And what I find so beautiful is that I find it really hard to grasp just how big God is, but he is so big, on the next slide please, that he is so spacious and so expansive that everything of God, everything of creation, because everything is of God, finds its proper place in him without overcrowding. There are never gonna be too many of us or too much of God's creation for him to love. And that is awesome. There are never too many people you can never, He never has favorites. He never has, like, oh, I really like this part of creation, but, like, it's not as awesome as this part. So, like, I just want this and not that. No, no, no. He loves every single atom of creation. And it's so big. Like, just go and have a listen to some of, like, the science stuff around the universe. It is mind-bogglingly big. And all of it fits inside God, so God is... I don't even want to think about how big. Crazy, mind-blowing. Okay, next one, please. But not only that. So God is awesomely massive that he can hold it all. But all the broken things, the dislocated pieces of the universe, people, things, animals, and atoms get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmony. In God, there is wholeness, and there is bro- like the brokenness becomes wholeness. There is beauty in the brokenness. And, and the way that this happens is because Jesus died for us. So the next slide should say, yes. And all of this is because of his death, his blood that poured down from the cross. So in the beginning, he created creation. Sin entered it, stuff broke. Jesus says, that's not good enough. And at the end, I want you all with me in the beauty that I created it to start with. So I'm gonna be the solution. I'm gonna be the solution of what that looks like. Um, and so I want us to have a little think about, with the next set of questions in our discussion time, why should we care about a creation About creation, if this world is temporary? Is this world, our earth, even temporary? Have a think, it's quite deep, hopefully there'll be some good conversations, but why should we care about, a cre- about creation if God's going to create a new heaven and earth? You've got 10 minutes. I hope you guys all found that very interesting and enlightening. Um, If you've got any good answers, come and let me know at the end. I'd love to hear them. Um, I certainly have some of my own opinions, but I'd love to be persuaded otherwise. Um, So for the next thing, can we get up the first slide? I'm gonna start sharing some interesting facts about creation that helped me come to faith when I was 19. Does anyone know what this is? This also was made for the 1030 Family Service, so some of you, this might be a little bit, you know, obvious. Anyone? A fingerprint. What's unique about fingerprints? What's cool? They're all unique. Um, and what I think is so awesome is that God's fingerprint is literally all over His creation. The uniqueness about the Christian faith and our God is that He created, saved, and remade, and will remake all of His creation. Um, So, the first thing I want to share you about some awesome fact of creation is this first slide, the next slide. This is a black hole in a uh, galaxy. (laughs) Yes, far, far away. Um, And it's called the Darling Galaxy. It's like perpendicular to Earth, so when you look at it, you can see it, and it's complete, it's utterly beautiful. But in the middle is this black hole. Anyone know what's cool about this black hole? There's a cross in it. So when God created light, he already knew because he's outside of time and space that there was going to be a problem with sin and it would we would all need saving from it. As he breathed out light and created the universe, he put his fingerprint of I'm going to save it straight in there for us to see perpendicular to earth. How cool is that? Black holes are normally black. There is not normally light inside a black hole. But in this one, God said, I made up gravity. I made up the laws of physics. I will choose. There is now light in a black hole. That points to my son Jesus going to die for you to save you. So that that that's my first really cool fact of creation. Um, the second one, please don't go to the next slide yet. Um, is equally as cool but microscopic this one is called laminin has anyone heard of laminin before yeah oh man too many of you have heard of it it's so cool it's a protein in the human body and all the other like animal bodies it's what holds our cells together um, and literally without it our bodies wouldn't function so the next slide is the biological, oh no, that's not true, the scientific um, works of it. And it looks like a cross, which I think is awesome, because inside our bodies, our, the structure that holds us together, without this, life would not function. So God not only says you need a reminder in the sky, you need a reminder to hold your body together. Um, and so if you go back a slide, I kind of skipped outside, I couldn't see the next one. This is what I find so, super beautiful in this psalm is that um, it says, when I consider the heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon, the stars which you've set in place, what is mankind that you're mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? God literally says, I hold you together with laminin in the shape of a cross. What makes humanity and human life and animal life happen is God holding it together. And what's super cool is one of the um, sentences that I mentioned at the beginning in the middle of the passage, if we can go on two slides now, says, he is before all things, before he even breathed light, he made an image of the cross. And in him all things hold together. Awesome. Literally, that is laminin. it under a microscope microscopic invisible things that hold us together is jesus and his cross um and when i was 19 i had kind of walked away from christ i didn't really know why it was valuable to me i'd grown up in the church but i heard a talk by louis giglio called how great is our god and this is why i'm a christian this literal little tiny little tiny protein in my body is why i'm a Christian is because I heard that and burst into tears, because I was like, God literally holds me together. Without him, life is just meaningless. I don't have purpose. But, so this is the NIV translation, which is what you heard from Ella, but the message version of it is also really beautiful. It says, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. And the reason that I find it so beautiful is because Without God, for me, life is completely meaningless. I have no direction. I have no calling. It's really hard to know what to do. But in Christ, we have a purpose. And all of us have the same purpose. There are two things that we're called to do. And it's really simple. How you then act them out and bring them into the world, it's completely up to you and your giftings and your, and your talents and your skills. But the two things that we're all called to do are... To love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul. Love God. That's it. To praise, to worship, to love him. How you do that is up to you. And the second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. And these are the literal two things that Jesus says. This is all. Everything else from um, scripture hangs on these two things. And what I find so beautiful is that To be able to love your neighbor as yourself, you need God's love because God is love. So therefore to be able to do the second, you just need the first. So all you actually have to be able to do in this world is to love God. And because of that love, it will pour out to everyone around you. And what I find super encouraging about this is that even in a world that is broken, we aren't the solution. In a world that is broken, we aren't the ones trying to solve the problems. God is, because all he asks us to do is to love, and God loves this world so much. So all we have to do is to ask God, how on earth do we solve climate change? How do we solve homelessness? How do we solve the brokenness? Because you've already made a way. You've already said before there was even life, My cross is a solution in light, in your first breath. He has a purpose and and we get to be a part of it, which is so awesome. So what I really wanna encourage us is to have a little think and a discussion in, in our groups, like what is it this week that we can do really practically and really easily to love others? Because the impact and the things that we do in England In Europe actually impact really negatively the rest of the world climate change has impacted the poorest of poor people decades ago before it's even started to show its effects in the UK and in Europe and so we're not actually very loving by the actions and the the kind of the lifestyle that we've chosen and so what I want us to think about are what are some practical ways that we can show that we care for God's creation, and what's one thing that we'll try and do this week to change our behavior to be more loving and to show everyone around us that our God loves them more, our God has a purpose for them, and he wants to heal and and bring back together the creation that he created. Um, So we're going to have a couple minutes of discussion from that, and then I would love to hear back from you what it is that you think we can try and do I've also got a list that I'll share at the end if we're struggling, but I'd love you guys to have a think about what is it that you can do to love creation. Um, Has anyone got any ideas they'd love to share with the room? Please. Vote. Okay. Yeah, you can vote. Yeah. Maybe you shout it out and I'll just repeat rather than walk around. Cycling. Cycling instead of driving great okay yeah great option anyone else what other things can we do pension in an ethical fund fund. I'm currently trying to do that at the moment it's gonna be a great option anyone else got anything at the back yeah serving each other helping each other with the things that we can't do so if you're really great and you've got time to be able to do something for other people and then you go and serve them, that's awesome. Caring for creation, doing someone else's gardening if they can't, awesome. Um, planting bee and butterfly friendly plants, also a great option. Anyone else got anything? Things we can do this week. Switching lights off, good energy saving, cold showers, mm. Okay, you can do that one. <laughs> anyone else got anything outfit. outfit repeating yeah anything else yeah proper recycling rather than just binning it all um I've got a whole list of things these are things that I try and do Um, They're really simple. So I wanted to share them with you. So the easiest thing that literally everyone can do is to pray for the leaders and companies to start making more sustainable choices and options for politicians to make changes for legislation to come in place that companies now have to like actually be sustainable. Um, Switching to a renewable energy source actually can also be a lot cheaper um, and also much better for the environment. Buying less is like the easiest thing that we can do. We love new things as a society, but when they get old and we get not that they get old, when we get bored of them and put them in the bin, it's just a waste. Um, But the other thing, if you don't want to have to just buy less, you can just buy it secondhand. Most things last. We were just discussing um, clothing lasts a really long time. Um, Like, generations long. So buy second hand. Keep it being used for longer. Um, swap things. Very useful. We we're talking about clothes swaps. Um, try not to use single-use plastic or packaging, because it doesn't ever go away. We don't want this. And then the other really easy thing is to like reduce your food waste. It's one of the number one causes of climate change. Um, and the environment, because we actually have enough food that is grown to last and to feed 10 billion people. So we have more food than we actually need. But it isn't all then brought through to like the edible stage, because for some reason, society says if a wonky veg isn't perfect, It's not edible, but it is. So a lot of the food that we grow never actually sees it to the table because it's thrown away and wasted. So the food that we buy to put on our table really shouldn't be wasted because that's just a waste. Um, And then the other thing is to try and eat locally sourced and seasonal food. If you can't go vegetarian or vegan, try and keep it local to stop it from being shipped around the world. I love an avocado, but I'm very aware. They don't grow in England. Um, So what I wanna try and encourage you all is pick something from this list and try and do it this week and let me know next Sunday how you got on. Um, Because it's not that we don't all have to do everything at once, which can be extremely overwhelming when they're like, you have to change your entire lifestyle. Like I now do this, but it's taken me four years to get there where I'm like, this is now part of my lifestyle. Just pick something small, try it out, Um, For example, second-hand clothing, I haven't bought anything new for four years, and I haven't bought any new clothing to me in a whole year. So I've only bought second-hand clothing or swapped or had hand-me-downs and donations. Um, This was a pillowcase, as Monique liked to mention this morning. (laughs) Um, You can make things from anything. You can recycle stuff. uh, You can give everything a new life. And so I just want to really encourage you, pick something. Just make a small change to your behavior, your habits, and everything adds up. When one billion people say it's only a straw, that's one billion straws being used. When one billion people say, I don't want a straw, that's one billion straws not being put in the bin. But it's only one thing, right? But actually it adds up because there are so many of us. So all you have to do is pick one little thing and just stick to it. And then when it becomes a habit, you take something new on. Um, this is only a small list, so if you've got other options and other ideas, like go for it. But I'd love to hear next week what you tried and if it worked.